You're looking up at the stars, asking the universe, what am I here for? Am I here to find a cure for cancer? Am I here to create a better salad fork? No, probably not. You're here to work your shit out. Your relationship. This is Talking Relationship with Thomas and Vicky. Hi, Vicky. It's another exciting episode. Yes. Of Talking Relationship with Thomas and Vicky. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. am Vicky Van Dyke, and you are Thomas Wade. Thomas Wade. And I thought we, we would switch bo- today, though. I thought I, w- I would try being Vicky. You can, you, know, you can be Thomas Van Dyke and I'll be Vicky Wade. How about that? Yeah. Sure. So you and I are both divorced and we both have a child, mm-hmm. one each from our uh, former marriages. And so I really wanted to talk about exes today. Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot of exes. Only one <laughs> ex-wife, but I got a lot of exes. Yeah. And. I, I specifically, I think I want to talk about the ex that is the parent of the child, because that just puts a whole new spin on everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a lot of exes who are just exes, and I've got some of those too. But, you know, it's really easy to let that person kind of float off into the ether. You know, you uh-huh. can be Facebook friends or, 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 you know, even pals and have a coffee now and again or nothing and mm-hmm. that's okay because there is really nothing binding you. Yeah, well, uh, splitting up with someone with whom, with whom you don't have a kid, that's kind of like you're playing one-on-one basketball and the ball just kind of dribbles away and, and you go your separate ways. But it's more like playing one-on-one basketball with a football team. <laughs> right? You're yeah. getting hammered from all sides. If, you're, if you split up... You have a kid, but then you have a new relationship, which was my, that was my deal. And I had two new relationships, really. I went, I went through one with, right after Terry, right after my, I'm naming my ex, but she's, everybody knows she's T, Terry, <laughs> T for Terry. Yeah. And, you know, when we split up soon after, probably ridiculously soon after, I ended up in another relationship and it was a move in full-on relationship um we were sharing custody of our child and it was a little unorthodox people usually think okay you're getting split up okay the guy gets the kid every other wednesday and every other weekend or something like that yeah ours was not like that ours was week on week off yeah and i can see why people don't like to do that because moving in with somebody, having my child uh, week on, week off, meant that when Farron came to our house, Farron was adjusted to a whole other way of living with his mother. Then he's going to be living with me with somebody who probably isn't even really that crazy about having a little kid around. So that was like being right in the, in the sandwich. So I've got well, a linebacker and- on each side of me. Truth be told, the kid's probably not that crazy about having some new pseudo fake mummy around either. And I know that that was certainly the case with my child, um, that when his, his father uh, got involved also very, very quickly after we split up. And I was thrilled because I was the one who left, right? So I was so happy that he found love right. really fast, uh, you know, within five, six weeks. And 
And at first my son was, was thrilled, but then when he really, I think, realized the gravity of the, of the situation that this wasn't just a pal coming over, this was somebody who was now going to be competing with him for mm-hmm. his dad's love and attention, mm-hmm. everything changed for him. But what I really want to talk about, it's not so much how the, the new relationship affects our children. Uh, I want to talk about our own personal relationships with our exes because mm. that can go across the board. And I go back to a blog that I wrote that really, I think, ruffled a few feathers uh, for some of my friends because the blog was all about the worst thing that you can say in front of your child. And you know what that was, Tom? What? It was, oh, uh, this is my, the love of my life. Oh. And you're talking about your new love. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about your child's father or mother or, you know, you're talking about your new love. And it happened to me. I was camping uh, at a place where my family had a cottage. And so one of my really old friends showed up at the campsite. And there I was with my new love and with my son. And, you know, being very happy to see an old friend and introduce him to my new love. And I said, Oh, this is the love of my life, Grover. And my friend, he just looked at me with his eyes bugging out of his head and he was shaking his head. No, Vicky, no, no. And he was sort of pointing at my son (laughs) because he saw the expression on my son's face when I referred to Grover as the love of my life. You know, this was maybe six months after his dad and I had split up and it was a powerful lesson for me to mm-hmm. learn what to say and what not to say mm-hmm. in front of my child. And and then, you know, fast forward 10 years, 15 years later, and two of my girlfriends who got divorced and then found true love, they would post on social media oh, here I am with the love of my life, enjoying, Mm. you know, downtown Toronto or whatever. And I thought, no, 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 don't say that because your children are on social media. Your children, they will read this post. Mm -hmm. They will see you referring to someone who is not their father as the love of your life. And whether that person is in fact the love of your life or the love of the last half of or next half of your life or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. Or the next, yeah week <laughs> depending you don't know this is maybe you got to start thinking about what you're saying in front of your kids and i'll mm-hmm. tell you the the one uh parent who i was uh and i thought i when i wrote the blog i really thought i wrote it kindly because i wasn't accusing anybody of doing anything i hadn't done that's how i learned my lesson is i had done it myself mm-hmm. and so one of uh, the the children of one of my friends we had our own friendship and I asked her I said did you see that post when your mom referred to her new love as the love of her life and the look on this little girl's face and she was like yep I saw it Mm. and I said how did it make you feel and she said it made me feel like I wanted to throw up Mm. and this is a girl who was mature emotionally astute understood the bigger picture of grown-up love, and yet it made her feel pukey to have this new guy referred to as the love of her mother's life. 
Well, there's so, so many moving pieces, though. There's so much going on because you you can try to think about your your kid first all you want to, but we're sort of all in sealed units, and we've all got our own little universe going on in here, and you can be taken away because there's a part of us that is just an an innocent being that wants to have that full-on deep connection with somebody. Keep look, we keep looking for that. And you can forget. I mean, when I think back and try to go over all the things that I probably screwed up with Farron and how, how good it is for me and how, how lucky I am that Farron was intelligent enough, and not knocking anybody's kids, but just being able to have the ability to, to hone in on what was going on with me and to not take it completely personally. Farron had moments where he was angry with me. Mm-hmm. That, that happened. But by and large, by the time I got to being with Denise, I think uh, Farron was like five when Denise and I got together. They went through that, you're not my mom, that thing. Yeah. And of course, I'm going through all of that stuff with the ex as well. Terry, That that's where it felt like I'm dressed up in basketball gear and I'm playing with linebackers, getting you know crushed from each side. But you, I also had to think, what's going on with my kid while I'm trying to consider what's going on with me? Because that's, tum- and, that's tumultuous stuff. And I, and I get that. Uh, and again, um, <laughs> I really want to get back to talking about our relationship with our exes because Good. Um, that is, is, is a topic that can be so volatile. Um, my ex-husband always referred to us as the poster couple for amicable divorce. And considering that I had an affair and left him for another man, and then he fell in love with that other man's wife, and wow. they are still together after 18 years and the other, the, the dude and me, uh-uh, we lasted a couple of years. And yet what's happened with my relationship with Barry, with my ex-husband, is that he was, he was very loving and kind to me. Weirdly, you, like I, at first he was really mad at me, of course, and then he was really hurt and then he wanted to get back together. And then he fell in love with his new love. And then um, he, he was still really good to me. God, I remember one night I was depressed. I was crying in my wine. And, um, and I called him, I called my ex-husband because I was sad that my lover had left me. And he was at a, believe it or not, a funeral visitation. So he, (laughs) you know, deeks out, takes my phone call, hears that I'm an absolute mess and said, listen, I, he said, I will be over tomorrow. I will come over first thing and I will bring Sam or pick up Sam or whatever the thing was that we were doing with our son then. And he said, and, and I, and I'll help you through this Vicky. And I was like, afterwards, I thought, Holy crap, why did I leave this man? Like (laughs) how wonderful that he, you know, he still cares about me. And then he, he used to stop in and have a beer and, and we would chat and, and it was nice. And, and I loved it. Now, here's the kicker. Here we are 18 years later. Our son is grown and out of the house and and doesn't need our co-parenting anymore. And now we have zero relationship. 
And I mean, we have a zero relationship. Mm. Uh, I mean, we, we would be very civilized to one another if we saw each other, but mm -hmm. we don't go out of our way. Uh, I, I actually sent this year, I sent a Christmas card with a little gift um, to him and his, his partner and via my son and never got a thank you or nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, mm. And this hurts me. I got to tell you, I would like to be friends with my ex-husband. I would like to be friends with him and his new wife. His, I would like, I would like nothing more than us all to sit down for Christmas dinner with our son and our current partners and her right. kids and whatever. I, again, going back to my whole thing about love without ownership, you know, that, that the love that, that we shared could still be evidence. And yet on his part, it's so weird. You would think that after a lot of years, it would be easier for him to perhaps uh -huh. forgive me for my horrible behavior. And yeah, but maybe it's like, not even about that. What's it about then? Well, I wonder, like, my vibe on this is, first of all, it's not just about Barry. Barry is not an individual on his own. Barry is part of a couple. Yes. And so couple, right, that's a three-legged race through a pile of shit. So <laughs> it can be, right? You're in each other's shit. So... My gut is that there there is collectively not as much forgiveness as you might think. And it's it's really easy for someone to get used to feeling a certain way and thinking a certain way about a person in a situation. And it can be insidious. Not everybody is is able to or likely to think forgiving thoughts because not everybody thinks that way. Sometimes people get a little bit of a little bit of a jolt, a little bit of caffeine out of thinking, "Well, serve her right" or whatever. So, I'm just thinking, it's not about just you and Barry. It's about he's part of a couple. So the couple, it it's almost like how how is this you know the balance of Republican and Democratic, right? So. What is the balance of power saying about your relationship? Okay, and I granted ours is even more convoluted because he didn't meet. In, in your case, you met Denise, your your current wife, many years after you and Terry split up, mm -hmm. and and Denise had no role in your right. in the demise of your marriage. Yes. Uh, in my case, my ex husband's current wife's ex husband was my lover. So right, she's, okay. she got a few bones to pick with me. Well, <laughs> you know, I, that's what I think the deal is. I, okay. But let me, let me tell you this. Okay. A few years ago, um, I live now three hours away from, from my ex and his, his wife. And, but we were in town and my son said to them, why don't you invite, you know, my mom over for Christmas coffee? you know, brunch, something, not anything, just because she and her partner are in town and they have nothing to do Christmas morning. They are in a hotel and they're just waiting to go to the, their family thing. And the, and Barry's ex, his, his wife, she was willing. He was the one that said no. Oh, she was like, sure. What time should we, you know, what time are they coming? Because she, we have gone through so much in our, in the 18 years, she and I 
from a place where she didn't speak to me. She despised me, you know, rightfully so, for at least maybe 10 years. And then slowly, uh, slowly she, she thawed and, and, and warmed up and, and got to a place where we could actually socialize together to the point that when, when we moved uh, back to, to Guelph and we were a five minute drive from them, they were going to come over and have a Christmas drink with us, with my son. And then my son couldn't make it after all, he had to go look for an apartment in Toronto. And so I said to them, well, Sam won't be here. So I guess we can reschedule. And they were like, no, we'll come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I was blown away. There they were, the two of them, the two of us, and we're all sitting around on December 22nd having a Christmas drink and you know some cheese and crackers. And yet now we don't do it. That's mm. what I don't understand, Tom, is why, why they were able to mm. do it. And yet now it's there is zero interest. And right, but you're I think there's there's another element here yet that I okay. feel. You tend to make relationships and stay really solid. You're really good at that. You're good at contact. You're good at friend. You're really good at that. And not everybody's as good at that as you are. And not everybody values it like you do. I just, when I think about this whole situation and even thinking about my own uh, history, sometimes I look at uh, relationships and the progress of them and the the burning out of them sometimes as almost like a, an Apollo mission, the rockets. You, know, you got the great big rocket on the bottom and it just goes boom and it's so hard and it's blowing you out of the, you know, out into the stratosphere. And then that one burns off and it goes away. And then there's another one and it's a little bit smaller, but it's still burning. But then that one goes away too. And finally, there's just this little tiny flame that's just kind of flickering along, moving you through space. So for some people, I think a lot of the powerful emotional stuff that goes on, yes, it gets you somewhere. But eventually, for a lot of us, the need for that goes away. And it's like, yes, you exist over here. Um, and I exist over here. And yes, we used to be really important to each other and are really enmeshed in a way that's never going to go away Mm -hmm. but the need to be in contact the need to speak does go away and it's it's true that with my ex terry it's a totally different situation and i'm sure she would be thrilled with me talking about it but (laughs) um my situation was totally different right i was Wait, just a sec. I, I really did want to ask you this because we touched on this in another conversation where you said you got to the point where you couldn't wait for Farron to be done school so that you would never have to speak to Terry ever again. Mm-hmm. What what brought that level of hostility to your relationship with her? I th- What that was, was completely different ideas of how to raise Farron, of what values to instill in Farron. Uh, We have totally different styles. She was uh, lists, um, you know, sending me an email with a list of this got to happen. And um, even, even in some cases being a little bit more of a 
hard ass on Farron about about certain disciplinary issues. My perspective, this is a little this is a young kid. Kids do stuff at school. They they can they can act out, they can do silly things. Um, but I there were times I felt like she was making much too big of a deal out of it. Mm-hmm. And so there were times when I just got I just got tired of that battle. Farron and I had a totally different relationship. Now, my real feeling about the whole thing became, this is great. This is just great. Because Farron gets input from two completely different people mm-hmm. on how to live life. Like for me, when, when Farron came to my house, it was like, uh, if there's any hiccup in plans, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm about to freak out. But, you know, Farron had to learn at our house, plans change. And shit happens. Welcome yeah, to the yeah. universe, right? I'm in music my whole life. You're playing along and uh, it's time for the second verse and somebody's not there. Well, you play another solo <laughs> and you don't make a big deal out of it. You just go. Yeah. Um, shit happens. And have, you ever, have you ever noticed that you have an analogy for everything? I do. And I love that about myself. I, it's like everything you have, like, an, it's awesome. You football, basketball, music. I love that about astronauts. me. I love stories. I love stories. They, they tell you things. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was the deal. And so there were, there was that point where I had that angry, uh, bitchy, grumpy thought. Right. I can't wait till the day when I don't. Now that's what happens, right? People think things, they get pissed off and curmudgeonly and they get, they get tired of shit. Now, truthfully, I could have not thought that I could have been more patient and we never had, we never came to loggerheads in any way, her and I, yeah. um, I, th- that's something that I've been thinking about when we're talking about exes, there are people who have just such bitterness when they yes. end a relationship and so much anger and that never happened for me with any relationship. Um, most of the time, I was the one sent a packing. Um, <laughs> I was the musician who had to look for someplace else to live. A new girlfriend. A new That's girlfriend. Right. That's right. Um, you know, maybe I could meet someone while delivering my pizzas. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I I just didn't have that. And first reason I didn't have that with Terry, no matter how pissed off or, or inconvenienced I would feel was that I didn't want Farron to see that or ever hear that. And, and that's the big thing right there that, you know, when you say you're going to put the child first, then guess what? You got to put the child first. Mm-hmm. And that's hard when you got all kinds of, revenge fantasies or anger moments or betrayal Mm -hmm. hurt or when all that shit's swirling around in your head but you got to say no i am going to put the child first and 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 i see so many exes who can't do that they don't do that they say they're going to do it but they don't do it and it really is about them putting themselves first and their own baggage whatever that right Yeah, but that's, but I can see, I understand what that is, that anger. That's sort of the whitehead on the zit. (laughs) And the zit (laughs) is actually pain. 
the top is anger. It's, yeah. you know, the infection is anger. This is really gross, but it's true. The infection is but anger. That's, but that's the why hurt, we pop zits, right? To get rid of that. Right. And anger. you pop it and then you get the pain and the pain yeah. is the part that matters. And if you never deal with the pain, you're only ever going to have the inflammation and the anger. And I, I just think in a way I'm, I'm grateful for the way things have, have gone. I didn't always feel grateful. Uh, my, I felt uh, crushed lots of times being the hopeless romantic when, when things fall apart. Uh, nobody likes that. Uh, but I also got some great songs out of it. That was good. I just feel like it, it helps us. It, it helped me be who, who I am. And I look at it now and yeah, I'm not in touch with Terry at all. I have no animosity towards her at all. And uh, actually would love to go for a beer or something sometime. But eventually, we just were off in the, the universe, live in our own way, and we're totally out of touch. But there was a, without having been a part of each other's lives, there's a whole lot of great stuff that never would have happened. And, but that's where, where I struggle, because why couldn't you go for a beer? Why couldn't you re retain some of the affection or even love that you did feel for each other enough to create a child together. Why, mm -hmm. why couldn't you have that now? Um, and, and give that almost like a gift to your kid, a gift where, where you're like, you know, where your kid can say my mom and my dad still have affection for one another. And that makes me happy. And I know my son has said to me in the last couple of years, because he sees me trying, he sees me trying. And, and he finally said, Mom, you know, you don't have to do this for me. I'm okay. I'm okay now. I'm okay with having the two different families and the two different households. And mm -hmm. my, the song I wrote, Christmas in Two Houses. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm okay with it. And you don't have to beat yourself up trying to keep doing this. And then, you know what I realized, Tom, I realized that I wasn't actually doing it for him. I was mm -hmm. doing it for me. I was, right. I, I was doing it for me. And do you think part of it is that you, do you think there's some leftover guilt that you feel like you need to deal with? You know, I think I will always have leftover guilt. I think that when you cheat on your spouse, leave them, you know, cause, you know, tidal waves of anguish across three counties and it doesn't even matter that he found love so quickly and his love has lasted there is still yes the guilt that i did it i don't think though that it's the guilt that's driving me i think what's driving me is the desire to have relationship mm -hmm. with someone that i really care about and that's mm -hmm. my ex-husband and and with that package happily create more relationship with his new wife happily mm -hmm. so that we can all you know yeah you know, i this the concept of this came to me years ago when you and i were singing country music together and roseanne yeah. cash was married to rodney crowell mm -hmm. and both amazing musicians songwriters um they split up and Several years later, I don't remember how many, I remember reading about them having Christmas dinner together with their new partners and their children. And they all had this 
Christmas dinner together. And, and I thought, damn, that is civilized. My goodness, that's proper in my books. That's how it should be. Okay, and you want to hear civilized? Yes. I well, have a friend. Maybe. I have a friend. And this just floors me. Um, she was married to a, a guy and they had uh, two kids. And then I believe that she kind of fell for somebody else. And they made a relationship together. And, but she, he was still invited to Christmas dinner with everybody. Yeah. Then she left the second guy and had another relationship. And now when they go on vacation, they all go. Everybody goes. So she's with her, her new love and her ex-husband, father of her children comes on vacation too. Yes. And, yeah. and the other ex. Okay. So like, and so it's like, have, yeah. I, but see, I love that. Well, I thought I you might, that. I thought you might. Um, yeah. To, to me, it's, I find it to be a little bit of a head scratcher, maybe even a toughie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that was it's for different you, Brenda, for me, but I'm not that kind of, I'm really not that kind of person. Right. You know? I'm not really that kind of person. Okay. I'm, so, so get this one. Um, so there, there's me and Grover and that's not his real name, but that's the name that I used in my book. And then there's, there's Barry and, and Grover's wife and they are together. We have been long split up, but uh, they have two daughters and the daughter, one daughter, the eldest decided to uh, facilitate a vacation where they would all go to a Southern uh, scuba diving destination or snorkeling destination. And, and my ex-husband was there with his wife, the wife's ex-husband Grover was there the two daughters were there with their husbands and my son was there. So there is this happy little ragtag group of weirdos uh, snorkeling in Roatan. And even my son was like, this is whacked. Like, <laughs> yeah. why is, why is he coming? Why is Grover coming? This is a, you know, and, and then he was told that because uh, the daughters wanted both their parents and and then actually Barry even said to Sam, you know, Sam said, I'm not going, this is whacked. I'm not going. And then Barry said, well, if you're not going, I'm not going. So, so now Sam is faced with this prospect of, of his, his dad's wife going on a holiday with her ex-husband and their children. Oops. Yeah. And Sam was, and I said to Sam, I remember counseling him and I said, Sam, go, go. It's your father and your father wants you to go. So just go and make the best of it. Did he and go? and he did. And it rained all week, which I thought was some kind of, mm. you know, d divine retribution. But yes, at the same time, even Sam said to me afterwards, he goes, you know, mom, I actually really like Grover. He's a really nice guy. But this whole concept of this kind of a vacation is whacked. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess I guess it is. Would you think it's whacked? Would you go? I would go. I, yeah. I would happily right now. Uh, go on a holiday with with Barry and his wife and 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 me and my partner and Sam and whoever. Yeah. Because because you know and again, I don't know if 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 as sort of musicians and and possibly quote unquote poets, we have a a larger availability to think outside the box. 
to to be more inclusive with our love, mm. to be inspired by people like Roseanne Cash and Rodney Crowell and say, yeah, that's how I want it to go. I, I don't want it to go like my other friends who would just assume kill each other or sit in a room together. Um, I want I want to lead with love at all times. I want to lead with love. And this, if there is one lesson I want to teach my son in this lifetime, it's always lead with love, always, mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what the relationship. Yeah. I don't know if the poet thing necessarily applies because I've, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be in on that, like a vacation like that. I wouldn't be in on that. Uh, dinner, right. somebody comes over, <laughs> I, I would be, but a vacation or something. I couldn't because I feel that, <laughs> like that stages of the rocket thing, all of the relationships that I've been in have taken me to an entirely different place in my life. Um, and leading with love which is true, going into it with love, going out of it with love, sometimes very painfully with, with love, but still doing it. I still get to a point where I'm not even that person anymore. Now, it's interesting because you and I hang out and talk. When, it, when I think about going through all those relationships, and I think, I think you and I have been friends through maybe all but one of my relationships. And I feel like I've been a different person every time I've gone through that. And yet we're hanging out and we always do. And it's the same. So I don't know why that is, but I know that it is for me. That if I I got them all in a a room together, I would feel like, (laughs) holy crap. I would feel like I had been screwing around with two or three different people and and they're all hanging out together. And I have to make up different stories about everything. I, I just... I would See, feel that, cornered. That's crazy. And, and not crazy. I mean, it's true. I get it. But again, I bring it back to, I am only talking about the ex who is the parent, the co-parent. Sure. That's sure. it. I'm not talking about, you know, any, any other fly-by-nights or boyfriends or whatever that mm-hmm. I've had. Not that I've had any fly-by-nights, of course not. But um, I just think that when, I mean, I wrote another blog and the blog is, your, when your family, your family, and your fucking family, like, you know what? We, Barry and I made a fucking family. And guess what? We are going to be family till the day we die. And whether we act like it or not, that's up to us. Hmm. But we made a family. And there is no other mom, dad, and child but us hmm. in our family. He has stepdaughters. He now has step-grandchildren that he, of course, refers to as his own. And, and I, that's all fine and dandy. But right. we are still a family. And I long, I think, with all of my being to to have opportunity to remember that and act mm. on it. And, and if that means we have a, a Christmas lunch once a year and that's it, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, I just um, I I just think that uh, in the same way that you and I, through all the hills and valleys of our, our lives, uh, in, in our huge long friendship, even though we do change, and you're absolutely right, we, we both have changed, you know, 30 times in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And yet we're the same with each other. We're still the same. We're the same as we were. We're still mm-hmm. buddies. So why can't I still have a loving, affectionate relationship with the father of my child? 
that's yeah. what I want. Well, maybe he'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> and be and delighted that you'll he's get a phone call in this way, yes. <laughs> you'll get a phone yeah. call either from him or his wife. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe Terry and he will talk and say, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> what are they yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, why are they talking about us? But, you know, I think it is a, it is a, a really vital conversation to have to for anyone who has an ex and maybe looks upon the ex with anger or hostility or animosity or whatever the word is to, to remember that you made a family, you know, mm -hmm. you made a family. And so, and that family is a family forever, mm -hmm. no matter how you play it, it's still a family. Well, and, and you get to decide who you're going to be. Exactly. You get to decide. And, and if you can actually step back from how you're being or who you're being and think, who would I like to be? Who do I want my kids to think I am or to feel that I am? Who, yeah. Who, what, who do I wish to be? So you, you, you can't just sort of throw the worst of yourself out there against the wall and expect for it to not be all there is for people to see. And so it comes from inside. That leading with love thing is true. And, and I'm very... I'm grateful because I know that my son recognizes this and it, it's not, I don't believe he holds anything against his father for not wanting to treat me with great love and affection. At the same time, I think he learned, he's learning from me that it is possible. It is possible mm -hmm. to, to lead with love. And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm so happy. That's a, a great life lesson and I'm happy that I can teach it. You know, whether I reap any benefit or not, <laughs> I'm still happy. Well, well there it's we go. reward, right? There it is. All, all the exes live in Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, uh, well, you know what? That was a good chat. I'm glad I sort of need to get some of that out of me. And so thank yeah. you. For I feel like there's a part B to this one. A part B. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Well, I think we hit on one aspect of this. I think there's another, but we'll talk. We'll talk next time. We'll talk relationship. Talk in relationship with Thomas and Vicky. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Bye.